Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Culture Club. Money of M 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tiantian. Time now for Culture Club. We're putting the attention on the housing industry here in Singapore. Of course, we've got news about the latest BTO exercise that had the lowest number of applicants, particularly first timers since the year 2020, uh, to the housing policy changes that were announced at the Committee of Supply last week in Parliament. Online with me is Nicholas Head of Research and Consultancy for ERA Realty. Nick, good afternoon. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, good afternoon to you too. It's been a while since we last spoke. And of course, I want to start with that issue, the BTO exercise. My gosh, last week in the news, February BTO launched lowest number of first-timer applicants since 2020. Uh, the latest exercise include launches in Tengah, Jurong West, as well as Queenstown. Was this a surprise for you, Nicholas? Well, we do expect applicants to be a bit more cautious, uh, especially while it, during this one-week period before the exercise closed, the government announced a new set of rules which will take effects in six months' time. Now, that new set of rules basically tighten the application, what people should do. Like, for example, it's quite a bit surprising that 40% of the applicants actually don't select the flats when they're given a queue number or don't even turn up for their appointment to select the flats. So that now the government's going to tighten the penalty for that. Like, for example, for first-timers, if they, you don't select the flats, you could become a second-timer. That means you're going to have a smaller pool of flats mm. to choose from. Mm-hmm. And then for second-timers, if you don't choose the flats, if given a queue number, you could be barred from applying for flats for one whole year. Mm-hmm. Now, with this rule, although it's not in effect yet, I think it does play on the mind of uh, applicants uh, for this round of PTO because if they don't want to start accumulating what they call a non-selection penalty, you know, yeah. right now it's two. If you don't select for two times, you'll be you 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 will suffer the penalty. So if let's say they don't select this time round in February, in May there's another round, and they don't select it, they will suffer the penalty for the next round. The second reason is because some of because HDB well been a bit more user-friendly is releasing the locations of subsequent flats in the May exercise. And I think in the May exercise, there's, like for example, some locations like Badok and Serangoon. Serangoon, yeah. Yeah, where people are saying that, well, I'm not going to waste my chance this time around. They might want to wait for the next BTO exercise. So that might explain why the application rate this time around is lower. Okay, so I get the whole district that's available type of thing. But just going back to the one where, you know, people, they get the queue number and they don't turn up. Okay, some queue numbers are more or higher than the amount of flats available. I can sympathize with that. But you have this pool of people that, ah, we, we apply BTO, we try only, la, then see how. And then after that, you go, wait a minute, we're not ready. You know, so people are going to start rethinking relationship goals a lot more properly then. Yes, I think that's the that's the whole purpose of uh, tightening the rules. It's basically to uh, tell people that you have to think carefully mm. uh, before you go and put down that ten dollars to apply for flat. Because right now, it's the, the the hurdle is very low. You know, yeah. it's just once you meet the criteria, put down ten dollars and you can uh, apply. So basically, it's to remove uh, people who are may not be as serious to do that. And I know. And this is where there's a certain catch-22 because for some people, they may think that, well, the waiting time for BTO flats is a bit long. So while they are still dating, they will go and apply for the flats. But the government is trying to discourage these people who are not very serious. 
and are just trying their chance. Because ultimately, in I know in a any block of flats, they will always be the more desirable ones, mm. those that are located on higher floors, more auspicious door number, for example, <laughs> yeah. and the not so auspicious one. But somebody has to live in or has to own some of the so-called not so popular ones, right? Mm. We, we can't just leave them empty. Yeah, it'd be weird, right? Like, oh, I didn't take my queue number because I left with all the unlucky numbers. <laughs> okay, I mean, a home is a home. <laughs> yes. And the thing is that they are not bounded for life to that HDB yeah. flat. Yeah. yeah. After, well, five years MOP, they could, uh, I mean, the minimum occupation period, they have the option to sell and move yeah. to somewhere else. Yeah. Do you, do you foresee that this can create, uh, uh, you, so you'll have a few exercises after this, obviously, but it kind of create a moderation of, of take up, uh, which means that lesser people, and by lesser, I mean you'll have all the serious ones taking up flats. Could that in turn affect the government's stance of the supply of BTOs? I know, I know I'm stretching very far here, but what are your thoughts on this? First and foremost, the government wants to put the BTO, to build them as fast as possible yeah. and to put the keys of these flats in the hands of serious buyers and, and or those who are in urgent, more urgent needs. Of course, if they are in super urgent needs, they will they may not want to wait that four years or five years for the BTO flats. They, mm. they, they will go mm-hmm. to the resale market. Yeah. But the main thing is there, there's also a group of people who cannot, who find it, they will be stretching themselves very Thinly, financially, yeah. if they were to buy a resale flats because mm. the, the prices are higher. Yeah. So as a result, the BTO flats is their main choice of uh, buying a home. Mm. So the government wants to make sure that, well, remove the people who are just trying their luck, not, not very serious, yeah. and so that you have a more, the remaining pool of BTO applicants are the more serious ones, the ones who do need the flats more urgently. Yeah, it'd be quite interesting to see later on, like, when all of this kicks in, what it does for the resale market. Do you see older couples going for resale flats versus the BTOs? Perhaps you get those that are in their late 20s, you know, a little bit more serious about marriage and really building that life together. Yes, I think we could. And the slight surprising thing is that it's already started. We, we expect to yeah. see it in, or I expect to see it in August when okay. the new rules kick in and then you, you start uh, having people, the not so serious people, not applying. So yeah. we might see smaller numbers, but it is starting now. But there's also another contributing factor and that is that the, this time around there are five BTO projects and about two or three of them arguably is not as attractive as the BTO projects in the previous round in November. Mm. Mm. So we have compared the application numbers between this round and the previous round and one reason why it is lower, uh, less people apply is because the location is not as uh, attractive. They are further away from MLT stations, from the town centre for example and so to some people is that well why not wait for the next one. Yeah, but you know, our Singapore government eventually there'll be a party station there. At some point, they'll build something there. I want to talk about something juicy, Nicholas. This week, there was a viral post online about a tenant's experience when her landlord increased her rent by 75% and told her that it was actually a discount since he would rent it to the open market at 100% increase rate if she didn't renew. And I got to say, I have friends who have been in this situation and they've taken it up because you go out, it's still the rent is still crazy, right? And it's not difficult for the landlord to get a new tenant. I mean, this is insane. Where do you see this going where the rents are concerned? I think that in the short term, as in just 
in the next nine months or so, we can still see some upwards pressure, although the pressure is uh, upwards pressure on rental. So rental can still rise, but it is it will be rising at a slower and slower pace, partly because uh, there will be more housing units being completed, yeah. uh, especially in the private housing part, more condominiums and so on. Although for HDB, not so much. Mm. HDB is depends on how many HDB flats are going to reach the end of the fire MOP yeah. and whether the owner wants to A, continue staying there, B, rent it out, or C, sell it. Mm. If they were to sell it, it wouldn't be rented because the new owner couldn't rent it out. They, yeah. they must live in it for five years. So in the HDB front, not that much new supply. In the private housing one, a bit more. But unfortunately, this thing needs time for, this new supply needs time to work its way through the system. So uh, in the meantime, oh, there's also another flip side of it. It is basically whether or not we are going to see slower economic growth, which will have an adverse impact on the housing, on the housing market okay. in terms of lower employment. That means some people may lose their jobs, including expats who may lose their jobs and then leave Singapore. But that is a bit like using an unhappy situation to try to solve another unhappy situation, right? Yeah, that's a tricky one. I mean, the expat numbers in Singapore, in my personal observation, is already decreased quite a bit, especially on the back of COVID. A lot of them choosing to go back home, which bears the question. I mean, if we look at HDB rents versus condo rents, um, obviously the HDB rents are low, to your point earlier on, saying that the supply is low. Uh, am I right to assume that? The new supply, the new okay, supply okay. that will be coming in in two, this year will okay. be lower than previous year. Right, okay, I get that, I get that now. So should we, I guess uh, the next nine months will tell. <laughs> Here's an interesting one uh, that was flagged to me as well. HDB will look into improving the new red theme blocks in Tampanese North that have left some residents displeased. Huh. Uh, the MP there, Bayam King, said the colour choice was not appropriate. Scary Tampanese mm. block, it's being called the architectural <laughs> design. Oh my gosh, what's your opinion on this? I think it's a bit interesting because, you see, traditionally, for uh, especially in China, red is actually the most auspicious, auspicious color. yeah. Yes. But then in the Western context, red is actually something seen as danger. Okay. Uh, it signifies danger. It signifies something that is, uh, well, I, I guess maybe for those who are horror movie fans, uh, something <laughs> scary because it's the color of blood. Yeah. I guess this is perhaps the designers being very creative and but we must also give some credit to HDB who basically after the feedbacks and so on they take actions very quickly right they, yeah. they, they try to tone down the colours somewhat as for the tiles I'm not sure if they, <laughs> what they can do about it it's already cement yeah. to, the, to the structure uh, but at least they, the parts where they can paint over with a brighter colour like white uh, for example they done that with the ceiling yeah I, I mean <laughs> I wish I could be a fly on the wall during that Meet the People session where MP Bayam King was at. But I know this happens in my estate. Singaporeans having a little bit more say on how they want their estate to look. Usually the, the RC does that like when it's time to paint the blocks, the HDB blocks, right? They do give residents a choice. But I guess the problem is residents, maybe they don't take those choices seriously or they don't bother to vote. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think this is some, uh, perhaps this incident can make some residents like those who don't bother to participate yeah. in the maintenance and or renovations and so on of their, or repair 
painting of their uh, estate to pay more attention. Yeah. You know, if, when you are given that choice uh, to the vote, take it seriously. Otherwise, don't complain later. Yeah, it doesn't take long to look at the colours that they're proposing. I, I mean, I voted for mine. It's a nice green shade. I love it. <laughs> I've been speaking with Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at EIA Realty. Nicholas, appreciate your time today. You take care and have a great Wednesday evening. Thank you very much. Same to you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.